This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Radio.com Sports presents Bet Sweats with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down the latest in sports betting. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here for the next two hours. Eli Herskovich producing, Dylan Burns directing. I think this is Bet Sweats live on the Radio.com app, <laughs> radio.com slash Bet Sweats, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, Monday through Friday is when you can catch us. We are on the BetQL audio network. Going to take a deep dive into Championship Sunday from some different betting angles. Maybe you can take advantage of uh, Ed Teach. He's a pro sports better. We'll get an opportunity to speak with him later on this hour for the very first time. And we'll hit on the NBA with our guy, Ryan McDonough. Uh, make sure you check out the radio.com NBA show. Ross Tucker, uh, there, there's a you wake up today and there's executive news in all sports, NFL, Major League Baseball, everywhere. It's kind of strange. Yeah, yeah, it's a big day. It looks like Marty Herney's going to get hired in Washington, it is really unbelievable. Not unbelievable, I guess it's very believable. People like to work with what they know. People like to work with someone they're comfortable. I mean, this is the third time Marty Herney's getting hired on a GM job. The third time, <laughs> you know? I mean, twice in Carolina, which, by the way, I don't think I've ever heard of before. Have you? You ever heard of a guy... Being the GM, he gets fired, and then they bring him back as the GM again for the same team? That's, like, unheard of. And then now Ron Rivera, the coach he was with, goes to Washington. Sounds like he's bringing Marty Herney with him. And then in Atlanta, they're going with Terry Fontenot from the Saints. Tell you what, the Saints have had a lot of good drafts. Saints have done a really nice job from a personnel standpoint. So I think getting anybody from the Saints is probably a pretty good idea. Yeah, well, Marty Hurdy, his entire story is fascinating. Just to go from the media covering sports to become an executive in the league and then to have this many jobs. And it, it reminded me of what you just alluded to. We always hear, especially in the NFL, I'd say even more than some of the other sports, but you see it happen everywhere. It's a relationship business. People want to be comfortable. Who do I know? What do I know what I'm getting? I don't want any surprises. And you see it once again, Marty Herney, Ron Rivera. And the Atlanta hiring was interesting the way they worked it. So when these teams do these clean sweeps, what I, I always find fascinating is what does ownership value most? Who are they bringing in first? Are they going and getting the executive or are they going and getting the head coach? With the Falcons, they decided to go get the head coach. Now that would you agree that that was clearly ownership with blank there? Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you do it almost concurrently, 
then I've got no problem with that. In other words, it's not like, I'm sure Arthur Smith, they asked his opinion on the front office, but even when they hired Arthur Smith on Friday, there were a lot of reports out there that it looks like Fontenot is going to be the GM. They knew. But I just don't think they did it until yesterday because he was still working for the Saints and the Saints were still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think that they actually made those moves sort of independently of each other, Joe, and concurrently, which I think is great. Like they literally said, here's the best head coach candidate, we think. Here's the best GM candidate, we think. Let's hire them both. Hey, by the way, you guys are tied together. You got like, I don't know how well you know each other, but <laughs> you better get to know each other because you guys are tied together. Whereas like Jacksonville – very clearly, Urban Meyer is running the whole show, mm-hmm. and whoever he hi- they hire as GM is basically reporting to Urban Meyer, if we're being honest, right? Like, basically, Urban Meyer has final say, and that's just the- – it's going to be Urban Meyer's handpicked guy, which is essentially what Marty Herney is. Daniel Snyder gave the keys to the Washington organization to Ron Rivera – Because there's just no way, Joe, literally nobody in the NFL other than Ron Rivera would hire Marty Herney to be the GM in Washington. Nobody. I mean, he didn't get interviewed for any of these other jobs. Nobody was like, oh, we need to get Marty Herney. Nobody. I mean, the reason why he's getting hired is because Rivera is running the show and Rivera likes him and knows him and is covered with him. And that's what's happening. And it was time for Rivera to strike, right? He has all the power. You win a division. You make a playoff appearance when nobody was expecting it. Okay, go ahead. Make whatever move you want. That's fine. Got to ask you about what's happening in Philadelphia. Because uh, if you're an outside observer, it seems kind of quiet. Like, what are the Eagles doing? We're hearing about the the, uh, head coaches that – or potential head coaches that the Texans are interviewing, but not a ton about Philadelphia. Uh, Tell us, since you're in the area and you cover the Eagles on a regular basis, saw a report yesterday about Josh McDaniels. He's believed to be a prime candidate. Uh, First thing I thought of is this is the guy that was waiting for the perfect job. Whatever job he ends up jumping at, you would think he's going to get full control of the roster. Uh, What kind of a move are the Eagles looking to make? Well, it's interesting because they've interviewed a bunch of people, but a lot of people they've interviewed have taken other jobs now. Robert Sala, Arthur Smith, etc. And so now it's almost like they're in a position, Joe, where now they're really in no rush because there's not a lot of competition. It's just them in Houston. And I don't know anybody really wants to go to Houston. I don't think people are like, you know, I don't like I, I think that they believe. If they want a guy and it comes down to Philly or Houston, they'll pick Philly because Houston's such a mess. So now the Eagles, I think, feel like they can really take their time and fully vet these guys and maybe even wait till after the Super Bowl and make sure they get the guy that they want. Now, there's also people that believe they're going to announce Josh McDaniels as early as today or tomorrow. When you read some of these tweets and some of the Philly beat writers, it's really interesting. Because I thought Indianapolis Colts was like the perfect job for Josh McDaniels. And I don't know what happened there, but it seemed like perhaps New England led him to believe that 
he would be the heir apparent to Belichick, but Belichick's not going anywhere right. anytime soon. So I think I think McDaniel's realized, wait a minute, we weren't very good this year. If we have another year where we're not very good and the offense isn't very good, he's gonna he's gonna be out of sight, out of mind. He's gonna he's gonna lose his luster. He's got to cash in on the time he had with Brady and the success he had now before that becomes it's a short attention span. So before that becomes a distant memory. Now here's the thing from the Eagles standpoint, they look at value and McDaniels was highly sought after the last few years. Now that he had this down year with Cam, nobody else even interviewed him. And the Eagles look at that as like, well, did he really get worse or did they just not have Tom Brady anymore? He's still pretty good at what he does. Let's mm -hmm. interview him. And he's the same guy that was arguably the most highly sought after candidate for a few years there. It felt like the exact same thing happened with Nick Casario and the Texans because he was a highly sought after guy. They, nobody could pry him out of Foxborough. Patriots were able to block it. It sounded like every NFL team wanted Nick Casario. And then all of a sudden, Patriots have a down year, as expected, with all the opt-outs and, of course, no Tom Brady. They have a down year, and then all of a sudden, oh, ho-hum, Texans hide Nick Casario. Like two years ago, this was supposed to be the next great executive. Now people are running wild these uh, crazy Deshaun Watson rumors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Right. And I think both Casario and McDaniels realized it's now or never. Like, we don't have the roster we used to. We don't have the quarterback that fixed all of our mistakes. It's now or never to cash in. I mean, Casario got a six-year deal for five to six million dollars a year. 30 to 36 million dollars. Fully guaranteed. Unless you send pictures or text messages <laughs> to people that you shouldn't. 30 to $36 million fully guaranteed to manage a football team. Like, okay, he gets fired after three years. Great. I'll be on my own island. You know what I mean? Like, you, they realized now was the time to set their families up financially for a generation, you know, for generations to cash in on the success they had with Tom Brady. How many texts before you back off? Even with a dude, like just a normal, friendly conversation. If it gets to five, I'm like, okay, something's up. This person, they're either pissed at me or they're really busy and they and or they're not interested in the conversation at all. 
it never gets to 60. It doesn't get to 10. I would think after five, like that's warning signs. Something's going on here. Let them reach out. I don't think I've ever done past three. What if it's one conversation you could send three, like a follow-up, you know, but yeah. Right. Like if it's like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, does that count or is, is that then, one or is that two? Let's count it. Let's count it as one, like one interaction. Okay. Okay. Then time. in that case, I would never do more than three. It'd yeah. be one. Right. Then there'd be a follow-up. Then if I thought it was weird, maybe I would do a third to be like, hey, man, you okay? Like everything all right? And then I would be done with it, you know, one way or the other. There's no way there'd be more than three interactions. I think after that, I'd either call them or it's up to them to get back to me. They're like on vacation or their phone's turned off. Oh, or died. Yes. They're yes. something. So what's Eli's excuse? Because I'd have to imagine on your phone specifically that there are probably no responses or one word responses to, you know, 15 Eli texts in a row. No. No, not, 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 well, not really. No, Eli doesn't mess with me that much. <laughs> I, I nip that in the bud pretty early. Uh, let me what, you, you, you say nip in the bud, but what, <laughs> what prompted that? <laughs> um, well, when we first started the show, he would text me multiple times a day to retweet and stuff. Oh, and yeah, now you right. don't tweet at all. So that's that's nice. <laughs> now you'd be like nothing. Literally, no you like post this, retweet this, post this. If you noticed, Eli, mm. ever since I noticed that my name isn't even in the show open, I haven't retweeted. That's I mean, the, the disrespect. Like, I'm not even on the Bro. Bet Sweats Twitter thing, Twitter bio, bio, and then I'm not in the show open. I've done 90% of the shows. 85. So you are plotting behind the scenes to get rid of me. <laughs> it will probably work. So I'm not going to give you a benefit of the doubt and retweet you. I might retweet Joe or if there's a good clip. The other thing is like, like you know, 20% of the time, the first couple minutes of the show, we have like technical issues. So <laughs> I wait till like midway through the show when it seems like everything's going well, smooth, then maybe I'll retweet until I heard that we're not even – I'm not even in the show open. I'm not even here, evidently. Apparently not. And I don't think it's 90%. I think it's close to 80%. So you're missing Friday's show. So there you go. <laughs> that is correct. Well, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Hey, by the way, by the way, Joe, Yeah. tell me, tell me this isn't a little bit crazy. I'm going to be on sideline for the Chiefs uh, right. Bills game, okay? But you're not actually sideline. You're like... In one of the first three rows, they call it like the moat, right between the fans and the sideline. Like you're not allowed to actually be on the field. Where are fans allowed to? What which row is available for fans? Like five I think they start at like ten. I think the first eight are like they're not allowed to be in. I think that's where I will be. I noticed. I forgot which game it was, but what you could see on TV. I don't know if it was the first five or ten rows uh, behind the sideline that they were tarped off. I forgot which one that was, though. No, no, they are tarped off. And I yeah. think you're like, they might have a seat here or there that you can sit or like, yeah, it, most of it is tarped off. So usually when I'm on the sideline, uh, Joe, I'm like, you know, I go where the ball is and I'm walking, I'm standing. I'm not going to be like walking in the stands. You know what I mean? Like 
I'm just gonna sit like wherever I'm allowed to sit. I'm just gonna sit there. I might even order a beer and a hot dog, <laughs> and like Tony Baselli's in the booth. I might be like, uh, yeah, uh, Josh Allen's awesome. Back to you, Tony. Like, I mean, but here's the thing: I have to get tested per like NFL and I guess CBS protocol Friday. Friday between six to eight in Kansas City for a Sunday night game, which means I got to fly. Like there's only one direct flight to Kansas City. So I'm off the show Friday, one of the best shows of the year. I'm off the show Friday, which I love Fridays with you. I love Mondays with you. I'm off the show Friday because the only direct flight I could find was like 1130 in the morning from Baltimore. So I got to drive down to Baltimore via Southwest. And then Monday I'm flying back. So I won't be on the show. So while Eli's giving me crap right there, just so you know, I have not missed a single show this year unless I was traveling or had a meeting. Like, I haven't taken a day off. Like, you were doing hotel rooms. Yeah. What's that? You're doing shows from hotel rooms. Right. Literally, the only shows I haven't done the entire football season is if I work, like, I'm either traveling or I have a meeting during. And even when I have a meeting, I usually do the first hour. Or even when I'm, I have a meeting or if I travel, I do the first hour if I can, and then I do it. I, lo- I love doing this show. Two hours with you talking betting, this is amazing. It's Yeah, it's fun. It's not, it's not work at all. The uh, I don't understand why they take the stand there. Like, oh, no, sideline reporter cannot go. Why can't you do the goose thing? Go in the end zone. Like, you could practice. That would be things. sweet. Yeah. That would be sweet, actually, because a lot of people don't know this. O-line, D-line, we prefer to watch it from the end zone because you can see the scheme a lot better. You can see where the defense is lined up and everything. That would actually be awesome, especially if they got me that big TV like they had for Siragusa. That'd be amazing. And the thing is, is I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm, 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 I can't, I'm going to be the AFC Championship game. It's sweet. People are going to pay a lot of money to go there. But I'm already getting tested, so it's like – I don't know why I can't be down on the sideline if I'm getting tested and I have to be negative to be there in the first place. You know what I mean? Who's going to be on the call for Westwood One on many of these radio.com sports stations? So play-by-play uh, play is Ian Eagle and color is Tony Baselli, and I'm on the sideline. And okay. then NFC, it's Kevin Harlan, Laura Oakman's on the sideline, and I can't remember if it's it's either James Lofton or Kurt Warner. One right. of those two Hall of Famers that played for the Packers <laughs> briefly. Um, by the way, Tony Baselli, uh, it's Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Okay. So Kurt Warner's got NFC. Um, Baselli's got AFC. So I might just try to poison Baselli's like steak or something so I can get, get in the booth for that one because it's going to be freezing cold. Two years ago, Joe, was it two years ago? Yeah, Patriots-Chiefs, you know, Mahomes' first year, the game went to overtime. Mm -hmm. Dude, probably the coldest I think I've ever been in my life. It was freezing. I had double gloves on, and by the end of the game, my fingers were hurting so bad. The only thing I was rooting for was no overtime. So I could do my post-game interview and go take a leak. I had to piss so bad. Go take a leak and be done. And then it goes to overtime. I'm like, oh, when D Ford jumped off sides, I was like, you got to be kidding me, D Ford. 
Think about that, by the way. If D4 doesn't do that, Mahomes has two Super Bowls and is going for number three, potentially. It's easy for me to say in my basement, but you're a PA guy. You played for Washington, Buffalo, like New England. 20s, 30s, like, no, it's not cold. Mid-January, that's a good deal for everybody going to the game, for everybody playing. Kansas City, it was like zero negative wind chill. The negative, the, like the feels like was negative. Yeah. And just standing on a sideline for four hours is rough. You don't realize, like if you're not running around moving, you're just standing there. Yeah. That is cold. By the way, 